yeah, he stopped some somebody from blowing up the X-77. That somebody happened to be me. One, One two, two, three. <laughs> 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 oh, I think I have no luck for these mics. Yeah. yeah. At least we've got <laughs> one clip for social media already. Yeah. yeah. Three seconds in. Man versus Mike. That's as much handier with the earphones. I can actually not <coughs> compose yourself. <laughs> I feel like your head kind of gets a little compressed. compressed. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, Do episode three. Well, two. Episode two, take two. We're not gonna. We're gonna, we're still going to publish the cast one, aren't we? In some form. Yeah. Okay. So we'll call it. <laughs> we'll call it. <laughs> really <laughs> set the bar. Calum Slavin, everybody. Um, man, the myth, the legend. I went to school with, with Kaz. So oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Kaz was in my year at school, so he lived down the street from me. So I've had some some good times with Kaz, but I know that he's uh, an eclectic, shall we say? Yes. Never okay, tempted for a little. Kaz and Chris Band compilation. Um, I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I've always just been. It, we have spoke about it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always either been in like five minutes at that one time, and you know, commitment. We we're saying, yeah, is uh, is a struggle now that work. Obviously, when we were when we were younger, everything is easier. Now you've got to be an adult. <clears throat> yes, and things need to get paid for. <laughs> things that. I probably don't or should pay for, but yes, they're they're all there in a, in a nice little pile of. Stop calling me. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Kaz? So um, we've got a wee uh, intro written out by ChatGPT. Okay. Instead of having our own formal intro, right? What we do is we get the guest to read it out in their yeah. best TV presenter voice. <clears throat> Put them on the spot a bit. I'm sorry, but. Uh, no, no, that's that's cool. Um, what. What channel? What presenter am I, am I yeah, going then? <laughs> West FM. Howdy, maybe. y'all! We're going <laughs> yeah. for yeah. <laughs> Might be difficult to get Chris to discuss. Maybe funny. Um, Let's see what he's got. I don't know. That's. Uh, are we, are we, uh, <sighs> Piers Brosnan. Chris, it's forced fun. <laughs> yeah. That's what we like. Yeah. Um, Piers Brosnan. I can't even remember what Piers Brosnan sounds like these days. Scottish. No, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Uh, as you say, yeah, Pierce Brosnan is definitely Irish. That he- <laughs> Mike to the head has done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Sean Connery. A bunch uh, of steel. There you go. Um, I don't think I can do the, the whole thing with it. So I'm just going to I'm gonna be me. Uh, so am I looking at a camera? Right, or am I? Whatever you want. Yeah, let's do it. Welcome uh, to Portrait and a Podcast. Oh, wait. That's not an A. <laughs> Welcome to Portrait and Podcast, where we exploit guests for our own vain pleasure. We snap some pictures of them, then grill them with invasive questions. I thought this said desirable questions. I'm printing out next time. Uh, yeah. Everyone yeah. has an issue with my writing. <laughs> yeah. I really tried to. Do. Uh, all while pretending to care about their lives. Uh, so sit back, relax, and join us, hoping they say something controversial so we go viral. <laughs> Thank you. I'll get cancelled and don't have to give up a Wednesday evening again. Yeah. So that was like our first attempt at a podcast like feature. We'll do like a wee chat GPT intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, it's, 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 it's kind of stinking sometimes. Uh, uh, I mean, it makes sense. Like, it's it's direct. It, it shows that you guys really just want to 
ruin people's lives, mm-hmm. including your own. The prompt, so I'm there. I'm told. I'm here. The prompt was do an intro for the podcast. We take photos of them, make it obnoxious, and we don't really care. And that's what it came up with. Welcome to Portrait <laughs> and Podcast. And uh, is is that an A or is that an percent? I can't wait till we get enough of these uh, to put it all into like a compilation of guests like not. No, but, no, but last time I did an ampersand for Kaz and he got confused. So I purposely didn't do an ampersand. He, he can read and, which is the exact same A as A after it. You do have a slightly odd way of showing your eyes. And I think it's worth... That's a pound sign, man. A worth <laughs> showing the camera. Show the camera if you want. That's how <laughs> keyboards have a mood. Ah. We hope you pick that up. So cursive. <laughs> Let's talk about it. I mean, it's it's uh, an actual topic that I've had to discuss in past because growing up in the States, where I lived anyway, like you had to write a lot of stuff. In certain classes was just cursive only. Joined up writing, whatever you want to call it. Only difference is either some, like a Z or a Z. Yeah, speak um, properly on yeah. proper soil here. <laughs> squiggle, 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 squiggle. Um yeah, that's the thing. What were you like at school? We are we are we funny. Um, at what age? Any age. Um, and in, in, in yes. the primary school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any age, six. Seven, yes. Eight. Yes. I'm sh- pretty sure starting right from the start daycare. Pretty sure I got expelled from that. I know I got a bead stuck up my nose. How can you get expelled from daycare? He asked. Yeah, I do. Um, that is one for Danny. Um to call his wife and ask Annie, <laughs> who uh, is dealing with people of that age. They can be rather unpleasant. But I, d- I don't think... Uh, I guess following instructions was probably my... Um, downfall? My downfall, yeah. You did, you did well with the, the intro. I've, I'd like to think I've grown up. <laughs> I'd like to think it's been at least 27 years now. What, how did you get expelled from... Are we not getting any more details? Um, no, that was it, bro. That's it. I, I've, I'm not even. A, I, I'll, I will need to ask my mom and get back to okay. you on that one. It's just something that I know. Um, do it live. And yeah, do it live. Um, no, because this is when I try and phone and she doesn't pick up, and then you guys see how much I'm, how unloved I am, and how sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for what elementary school? Which you guys would be primary right. school. Um. Yeah, probably caused some trouble. Again, I've always, I've always been, and I, I'm still like this today. Um, I I do things that make you happy, and it sometimes doesn't make other people happy. So if you uh, put that in like a school, it could be a lot of different uh, situations that arise from making yourself happy at school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Expulsion it's, makes sense. Yeah, well, especially uh, I mean, if, if you're doing that in like nursery. <laughs> he gets expelled from daycare and he was 17 <laughs> I didn't own a belt until I was about 13 so like my pants were just at my ankles oh, okay. all the time <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no truth to that statement <laughs> allegedly allegedly right. self-scanted until he was 13 uh, am I going through all, all of the uh, all of the school years no I just yeah I think well because about um Secondary school. Well, we'd we'd met shortly after secondary yeah. school. When did you come to Scotland? August twenty eighth, two thousand one. So what age were you? Um, 
12-ish? 12, right. 12-ish. I was 33 now. How did you find... Where in Cali were you? Uh, Riverside, California, but I actually grew up in Oklahoma, mm. um, just outside Oklahoma City, a town called Moore. What's that like compared to air? Uh, less water, right. <laughs> a little more dry, and tornadoes. That was the thing growing up, tornadoes. Um, so I found funny about the... So obviously recently everybody had the, the phone thing, you know, everyone's phone went off. That scared me to death. I had no idea that was going to happen. See, yeah, yeah. That was some reactions like that. Some other people, like, some people were flipping out. Just I I got back to the car. I'd been out fishing, and I literally pulled my phone out of my jacket pocket, and it went berserk. And I just saw emergency services on the screen, and I thought, my phone's made a call to the emergency. I'm looking for helicopters coming or something like that. And then... Man overboard. Funnily enough, I saw on... I was watching a podcast. These American guys were Rick Glassman, and he got the exact same noise, and he's like, oh, emergency service, flood. And just put, shut it off. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's coming in Scotland, isn't it? It's fine. But mine was like three minutes after Amanda, who I live with. And it, mm. If it was something serious and she's like fucked off and I'm like sitting left behind for three minutes. Yeah, they said three o'clock, but mine went off at 2.59. All right. I was like five past three. You didn't get one at all? What, what network are you on? He didn't even get a happy birthday three. for his 30th birthday. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Obviously, the, the government values different Sorry, people bro. to different levels. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, apparently three um, yeah, I heard about three's not. Yeah. Three, one, three never got it. Mm-hmm. What are you? E E. I'm O2, so we bit like O2. This is riveting. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so why I brought it up was on the tornadoes thing, because we had like the emergency broadcast system, which is the big sirens would go off and they would test it. I don't know mm-hmm. how often, but often enough. Um, and it'd just be huge air raid sirens, just to say there's a, a twister coming. Did you ever have like, like a huge one or whatever when you were living there and you had to? Uh, yes, hunker yes. down? Um, a couple times, and you can look up. Um, I, I might get my dates a little bit off. I think it was like May, start of May. What was it called the start of May? Um, in nineteen ninety eight. There was something like 57 tornadoes touched down in the state all at the same time. Um, you could, it's it's wickiable. Um, Did you have your pants around your ankles? I got the knock at the door, like, right, pants up, it's time to go. Here's your first bill. Um, yeah, so also that time in the state, like, I can't remember what the scale's called, but it goes in like Fs. So there was an F5, which is, this is like the first time it had been recorded um, of that size that actually went through not too far away from me. Um, but yeah, we had, so the housing estate I lived in was kind of like where the houses are in a line and then our backyard and then like a small ditch and then the road. So um, the road went down, did kind of like, the road did an L shape. So went quite far down past another estate and then turned left and straight up to where my school was. My school's there. There's a trailer park on like either side. So yeah, school, trailer park, across from it, trailer park. And then everything in between the trailer park and the road was just fields. So we actually had a tornado come down and follow the road behind my house 
And we're, we're not talking like a, a distance, like my car is probably slightly further parked right now um, than it. But yeah, it, it stayed, stayed along the road. I've actually got pictures. Um, crossed over, completely decimated one of the trailer parks on one side. Didn't touch the school. Um, <laughs> or the other trailer park. <laughs> uh, so yeah, tornadoes and warnings. That's mad. I remember I was on a cruise, went on a holiday when I was like 10, and I met this wee boy and he had like a wee rat tail. <laughs> it, might, it might have been like Theo Vaughn back in the day. <laughs> yeah. His name was Kyle. And he was like, immediately just started telling me all these like wild stories. And he's like, oh yeah, me, me and my family, uh, we were in a, like a hurricane or tornado. And, but because we were in the eye of the... Yeah, we were yeah, safe storm, yeah. and we survived. And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." And then met his dad, and he like backed it up. Mm-hmm. Mad. So maybe <laughs> maybe they were both like just both lying. Yeah, yeah. the same <laughs> story. Like, I've got this wee fat Scottish boy who believes we're in a hurricane. Just go along with that. <laughs> Let's just bask in this silence. <laughs> <laughs> so last night I was unable to come along for the the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Do you want to describe the experience with Daryl and Danny as well? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, did I heard you had a, a couple of different? I hate to use the word fits. <laughs> <laughs> you had a couple of different outfits to try on. Uh, yeah, I, I heard I, the hair I, was I, important too. Yes, I contacted about wardrobe to make sure because mm-hmm. this thing with photography and pictures at different lights, you want to have different colors. So, so what what was the what were the go tos? Um. So recently, I've bought a whole bunch of clothes, you know, but. I work so much that I never get to wear them. So, and Daryl and Danny can vouch. I just showed up with my new threads in in the bags, you know, ripping yeah, out. Wrapped like, up. I didn't even know if they fit or not. It's <laughs> just like total gamble, total gamble. Um, yeah, it was. We had a good good night. Yeah. Um, we did so. Got a little experimental, you know. There was some light painting. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Just just light light painting. Yeah, we were, we were quite late with the sunset. Mm. <coughs> Apologies. Trying to sound sexy there. Yeah, we're quite late on the yeah. sunset. Hang on. Uh, Hello? Oh. <laughs> oh. Was that? Oh. <laughs> was that? Quite late on the sunset. And, um. You don't even need to take the filter. It's okay, I brought my own. <laughs> If you just do that randomly during the podcast, oh, tornadoes. So good. And we're back now. Uh, yeah, all good. Um, so we were talking about fits. <laughs> yes, I had a couple of fits down at the beach. Um, luckily, the guys were there, and Daryl turned the light off. Um, you know, and do you like to be quite creative, like when it comes to clothing? Uh, I'm, I'm solid colors, um, big branding. You know, like I've I've, I've got a big body, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can I can you know take a big piece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll cut that and it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got a big body, so I can take a big piece. <laughs> Are you aware of the Scottish slang of peace? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. And um, America it means gun, doesn't it? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. You're packing heat. Yeah, packing heat. heat over here. You've got a big piece. Yeah, yeah. A huge lunch. I <laughs> need uh, <laughs> a belly rub later. Um. So yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. So would you consider yourself okay? You're. We're interviewing you because you're a creative type. Sometimes. 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 Um, and that's interesting because for me, the creativity factor doesn't get as far as clothing. Hence, I'm sat in a grey hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Cool. But I like to think when it comes to the photography. Strewn, that's a total lie, man. How? You have. Or the Charlie Sheen shorts. You have like a rainbow wardrobe and you wear like little <laughs> tight denim shorts and like yellow t shirts and vests. You care about what you wear. Is you that spend what, a lot of money is on that like what? little <laughs> shoes and you do not talk out your arse because you're on a board. Is I've, that what you drew? Is yeah. that the picture that you drew and sent me with the duck feet? Is that actually <laughs> true? Like, I have got a pair of shorts that uh, during lockdown I repaired, a pair of denim shorts that I played, repaired. Yeah, and you do sewing. And I, I embroidered them care. with like uh, some like little cartoony like uh, bees and flowers some I, like I uh, appreciate that symmetrical <laughs> patterns yeah, just it. and i did some like patching with like, like pink floral yeah. underneath the denim so yeah i'm a creative when it comes to clothing as well yeah i yeah, lied fair enough. well this is good growth right <laughs> yeah. started off i eat chicken pie and pints for breakfast and now you're like yeah, but maybe also, I do still want bumblebees in my denim shorts. And I was also so. chastising the pair of you for like being feminine with the things you're eating for breakfast, and actually I'm embroidering <laughs> yeah. floral patterns into jeans and stuff. So I got nothing to prove. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about honesty here, man. Yeah, uh, but uh, clothing-wise, so I think most of my style choices are kind of based. Like, I was a skater when I was younger. Yeah, I never, I never got very good. I could, I could go fast and not fall on my ass. Um, often, um, but yeah, just like hard wearing clothes, you know. Um, dress up. I, I don't know. It's not a fashion show. It's no, not, you know, it's the kind of some people are really. I like coordination. I'm I'm down. Um, the two tone thing. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm wearing black shoes with white socks and black shorts. But I'm I'm totally okay with it. And we pop a color there. Yeah. And you want to talk us a little bit about through what you do for your day job. Um, on what day? <laughs> Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday. Well, you know, I'd be stripping in the evenings. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come to that later. <laughs> um, it's an evening now. So ooh. feel free to. Know, the tagline is "Big Body, Big Piece." Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, we've now reached six o'clock. The magic hour. Get the devil's voice on. <laughs> Equally terrifying and arousing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, all cool. the tripods in here to screw a fourth leg. <laughs> oh, your tripod. <laughs> when you get tired, you use a kickstand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about clothes day no we were day talking job, about my day yeah, job yeah. okay well currently um so i work in events i work in a very kind of broad spectrum of events um from corporate festivals currently in the last few weeks uh i've been working at night sky productions which is a new uh film and tv studio that's just opened so i think they've they've had it for a year, a bit over. Uh, they've 
taken a, a giant warehouse and turned it into something super cool. Um, video wall, huge, huge video wall, uh, like Mandalorian spec, you know, so it's, it's, it's something and it's something that will grow further and further. But say I've, I've been there kind of in and out along the way helping like today uh, we were hanging. So I, I believe they've got uh Rebus, the program Rebus. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. They're coming in on Friday uh, to do a driving scene. So where you can take this video wall in an L shape, sit a car in front of it. Um, and just, you know, a few weeks ago we had Samuel Jackson in Livingston um, do the same thing. We went, set up the wall and then it's just him sitting in a car. Like the, I'd never witnessed it until that time and actually, you know, sat in the car, video wall playing in the back and just like look in the back mirrors and you're like, well, that guy's really far up my ass, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's it's so really realistic. realistic. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. So, um, so like films and TV just come for a particular scene. You're like equipped for specialized scenes or are you equipped for everything? Uh, yeah, so, well, with video wall, <clears throat> virtual production, I won't go too much into it because I don't know enough about it and i don't want your listeners to give me shit um bring it on uh <laughs> don't, don't do it mum. doesn't listen to you <laughs> <laughs> and they're probably all sat in this room <laughs> i forced amanda to watch you with me <laughs> give me feedback tell me so kaz kaz <laughs> back, back on kaz <clears throat> what a guy uh so yeah so the video walls with virtual production it's pretty much like, yeah, you make the video, the scene. Say the particular driving scene that we had it was just somebody driving around Edinburgh, um, and that's it. You know, a car. The cameras usually say if you're the driver, facing out to you. So it's just getting the the passing by. Um, the ceiling we were building is is purely for reflections. So you know the the lights, um, the sky essentially, yeah. uh, and then they'll have some hanging lights to do the like the passing by yeah they'll be time coded so that it looks like the lights as you would drive yeah, the doppler driving, effect you thing yeah. you know um as you're driving through uh so for the most part that's been my current day job um say i can change i've mainly came from like uh events sound like say festival kind of background um Worked in the SWG three for a good good few years. It's a lockdown hit. Obviously, lockdown hit, and then all events just yeah. disappeared. Yeah, uh, where I was a forklift driver at a chemical factory. Nice. I was going to ask if you'd ever done any of the drive-in, like drive-in stand-up, or what do you call it? Yeah, like drive-in movie theater events or drive-in stand-up comedy, or um, here or generally. Like setting them up here or wherever. Uh, I have not. I do know that they like hold in. Uh, they hold one at Presswick and mm -hmm. stuff. Um, I do do know the people who do that, <coughs> but I've I've never, no, never been. As I, and uh, growing up, yeah, I went to some drive drive-in movies. Just covering all the questions you didn't ask. That's <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, uh, what I liked as well, like the first couple of guests we've had on, Kieran, he did kind of like busking, and mm -hmm. he was a musician. He writes his own stuff, and he's in like. 10 bands and he needed uh, photos for his upcoming album mm -hmm. just like social media posts canva posts kaz was also releasing his album he's like oh if we could get photos for that etc and then i was chatting to you you're like 
Yeah, just social media posts. That'd be cool. <laughs> I like it. But you are in like a few bands. Mm. Uh, you have been in more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Over the years, um, I've I've played. So I play the bass mainly. Um, I also sing. Uh, for the most part, I do both at the same time, depending on what band it is. Uh, yeah. Currently, I am in three bands. Um, I got this from your smile, which is a Ayrshire band, um, kind of alternative emo. Um, Glorious Failure, which is a like a a super fast pop punk band, kind of Glasgow based, um, there and thereabouts. And then I have a good friend Ed Hall, uh, who lives down. He lives in Colne. We'll just call it Manchester. <laughs> or Blackburn, actually. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I will force him to listen to this. And <laughs> no, he's been name dropped. <laughs> yeah, he's been name dropped. Um, Hope he's <laughs> he is a. Um, he is a. No, I can't even. I can't remember what it's called. I was going to say. No, I, I remember the band name. I'll, go, I'll get to that. <laughs> but um, what the fuck does Ed do? He's got his own like studio. Um, he does mixing and mastering. There you mm, go. Right. There you go. So he he records a lot of a lot of cool people. Um, but phenomenal musician. Um, about probably been about fifteen years ago. Uh, the band I was in was my brother for a long time. Scott Punk Band, The Hostiles. Um, we used to tour with his band, and then you know kept um, been friends for a very long time. But phenomenal, phenomenal guitarist. And songwriter and such. So, and what's his band? Uh, Vil, Vil, V I L L E. So we're currently. Last year, I went down and recorded all the bass tracks for it. So it's really just kind of vocals and stuff that need to get done. But the, the I wouldn't say the debut album. He's he's had many kind of iterations of it. Um, Singer songwriter, folk, punk. Um, da- touching on political as folk and punk so it's not edgarville uh edgarville yes is correct technically correct but it, it got shortened to ville um yeah it got shortened to ville uh not too long ago okay yeah. i just yeah. recognize folk punk because that doesn't that's not a genre i, I was very yeah. familiar with so it stood out but i liked it when you're saying you've toured with uh or they toured with the hostiles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was looking at who else you've toured with and the first one i saw that stood out to me anyway was anti-mask uh, oh, okay. So the anti-mask thing, I uh, didn't actually tour with them. That was I was on tour with a band called uh, Glasgow band called Flood of Red. Mm-hmm. Um, so some some of these bands I've I've joined. Um, I've, I'm very very fortunate that a lot of my friends and say from growing up are all excellent musicians. So and but everybody likes different stuff. So it's allowed me like my kind of goal um, in life. I I'd say is to be a session player. So in order to do that, you have to learn kind of how to, how to play anything. You know, if you guys call me and be like, can you play the bass for this? I'll be like, yeah, cool. Cause tall, dark and bass as you described tall, yourself. Dark and bass. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, you've been doing your research. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is quite impressive. Though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so anti-mask was just anti-mask. So, so that an anti-mask for any of those who are unfamiliar are, is members of the Mar uh, well members of the Mars Volta but at the drive-in, and for those who aren't familiar with either of those bands, you could go check them out. Um, they're very large in 
that particular scene. Uh, yeah, so in Germany, there's a magazine called Visions Magazine, which is kind of like our Kerrang, mm-hmm. essentially. Right. Uh, they were having, I can't remember, a 20th or it was an anniversary for them. So they had anti mask headlining. Can't remember the support band. Um, so Flood of Red were opening. Oh, cool. um, they were all f- people I've say known for for years and years and uh, gigs and old friends. Uh, their bassist left, so they needed somebody to come in, and so that was. I'm fairly confident that was actually the first gig that I um, I played with them. Uh, and it was a huge venue in Germany. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, huge venue in Germany. Uh, a band with mu- like musicians I respect. And how many people are you playing to? I feel like that was two, three, four, five thousand. Uh, that's a significant. Audience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I can I can picture it, but I lost count at a at one point. <laughs> I, like, oh, I better I better get back uh, back in the zone. That was one of those. So it's Cedric and Omar, say for at the drive-in, and Cedric the singer, Omar the guitarist. I did actually have a moment of. I was. I've, I've never really been starstruck, but I've kind of been like, uh, "What's what? Am I gonna? What's gonna? What's, I'm, I'm tall, right? This guy's not not very tall, and I'm like, am I just gonna oogie boogie? <laughs> you know, um, try not to scare him off. But I did have a nice moment. We were walking down, like, our dressing room was next to their dressing room, and we're walking down the corridor. Like, I'm going up. He's coming down. That's Omar, and I'm looking, and I'm like, hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and then you put <laughs> your toes up. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. No, I, I, I've, I've grown up since. I'm wearing a belt right now, okay? You and Struan both grew in all of it. So yeah. I was Flea not involved with Anti-Mask at some point? Mars Volta. Mars Volta. Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, right right people. Yeah, you're um yeah, describing all the right people. Uh yeah, Flea was on D Louse in the Comatorium, I think it's called. Uh bleep that out if I'm wrong, because somebody's definitely gonna <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> um yeah, so Fleet Fleet did play on that that track. Um going on so from that album, the drummer was a guy called Thomas Pridgen. Um so it was really Cedric Omar and they had like a session musicians essentially. You know, it was just a big big bunch of really, really awesome musicians doing some really weird stuff. Um but the drummer I actually accidentally took him for dinner once <laughs> without realizing. Uh, that's a, here's a segue. <laughs> <laughs> here's a segue. Um, a friend of mine. Are you guys familiar with a band called AWOL Nation? They did Sail. No, I'm not. Yeah, I think are they in Guitar Hero or something. Um, I them from something. I know the song Sail, and it, then is it like an Anarchy A for the AWOL? Ooh, I'm not. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. I, I feel like you know that run. Yeah, I think that was them as well. Oh, okay, okay cool. Possibly, um, but yeah. So the the support band for AWOL Nation was Itch, who's the singer of the King Blues, mm-hmm. um, and my friend was their tour manager. So I just I went to see him. 
And then we're standing there after the show, and he's like, oh, cool, man, I just need to do. And then this dude comes out of nowhere. Er, this is at the garage in Glasgow, uh, walking down the stairs, and he's like, yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> and my, my friend's just like, he's like, come on, man, I'm hungry. I got to eat. <laughs> um, so I'm like, yo, you go do your stuff, and I'll, I'll take this dude for dinner. Uh, so the noodle bar next door to the garage, (laughs) RIP, what a place, what a place. Um, yeah, you know, we kind of went through all the different, uh, restaurants on the street and then he's like, oh, noodle bar. I'm like, cool, right, cool. So we go in, I just remember, so he, I can remember what he had. (laughs) You seem to have quite a good memory for like these sort of extraneous details, like, it's a blessing and a curse, my friend. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. This is an exclusive. What did the AWOL Nation drummer have at uh, the so bar? Drummer of itch. Drummer of itch. itch. Yeah, so I said they were supporting AWOL Nation, but I was hoping out of one of those, <laughs> you guys might know who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I do what I can. I didn't bring my notebook. Um, so, yeah, we go in and... He settled on having chicken, and I don't know if any of you guys have ever been in there and eat, like, they had, um, they do the hot soup, right? And this soup is, like, hot. It's not spicy. It's, like, scolding, okay. you know, this urn's been on and yeah. coming out. So uh, I remember I speak to him, and like, ah, oh, chicken, you got some soup. Cool. Go sit at the table. And I'm like, yo, bro, that soup it's got to be really fucking hot. It's like, nah, nah, nah. I'm like, I'm telling that's like, it's, yeah. So a couple moments pass. He opens the soup, drinks it, <laughs> spills it all over the table. There's a big round table. It all, you know, comes and he's like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so once we got past that part, um, he's just talking to like, uh, yeah, I miss, I've said, yeah. Obviously, he's out on tour and stuff. I'm like, uh, are you missing home or anything? He's like, he misses his son. It's like, funny little motherfucker. Um, and he's like, I need to get home and open some, some, you know, cash some checks. You know, I've got some envelopes sitting there and everything. And it's all, it's all nice and pleasant. Um, say so that's dinner. We, we go our separate ways. I go across the nice and sleazies to meet uh, my friend, everybody else. So we're there, and I get chatting to another guy who's like in the group. And he's like, oh, man, I, I, I can't believe Thomas is here. And when we t- talk about my memory and, and details, I did not know the dude's name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even feel like he ever told me. Um, so, yeah, uh, he's like, I can't believe Thomas is here. I'm like, oh, um, no, he's like, oh, be a Thomas Drummer. I'm like, all right, cool, man. He's like, yeah, he's, he's a drummer of the Mars Volta. I'm like, uh, Squeeze me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? And you had no idea, and you'd taken a vote. I had no uh, idea. You've just given his mouth third degree burns. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I've got it on tape. I, I <laughs> warned, warned him, him yeah. right? I warned him. I had a witness to that point uh, as well. But uh, yeah, and so we go. That's that's the uh, the Mars Volta. As close as I got to Mars Volta without say anti mask. Okay. Those guys going full circle back to that. Um, there's going to be a musician that doesn't bitch out of a hot soup. It'll probably be the drummer, right? Yeah. Well, that actually is a, a nice nice lead into my the next part of my story. So, we, yeah, we're the opening act. There's three bands. This, um, 
for Antimas, the the second band. They're big in Germany and they're you know same style of music whatever. So we're opening. Come on, play the set. Everything goes well. Cool. I mean, I'd like. We didn't even have much time to prepare. I think we had like one practice before it, and every you know everything uh, as a full band because uh, at the time some of them lived in Glasgow and some of them lived in London. Mm. Uh, yeah, so we get to the end of the show and the and the, the drummer Graham, he's like kind of like hobbling along, and I'm like, "What's up, man?" And he's like, oh, and he and he takes his shoe off, and we don't know if this was like somebody put it there or, or how it happened. But he, he shows his shoe. There's a fucking thumbtack in the bottom of his shoe, and he's played the whole set. And like he's he's a awesome drummer, um, a lot of a lot of kick work, and yeah, he's played the whole set with the thumbtack in his foot. That sounds that sounds quite deliberate, doesn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I've always been WWF skeptical. WWF <laughs> Mick Foley. <laughs> uh, Mick Foley, almost um, met him once. Yeah, yeah. On, again, like complete complete accident um we were down south stopped to get petrol i think we were near birmingham or something and um yeah there was a wwe or whatever <laughs> wwf event happening and i like we pulled up in the van and i seen that shirt you know the shirt oh yeah yeah the you know the shirt so i seen it and i'm like i swear to fuck i recognize that guy and it was we had a van and a car um so i i phoned the man himself steve bruce shout out to steve bruce for those who don't know you should know yes that's all i know him for yeah that's all you know from <laughs> belmont yeah he's um one of my close friends and a trombone player in the hostiles um so i phoned him cuz yeah he's he's like i know exactly who you're talking but i also don't remember who uh so we go in into the, the server station. I think my mom's there too, actually. Um, and I'm looking, and the guy walks out. And I'm like, Mom, do you recognize that guy? She's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, but who the... And then the guy behind the cash register is just like, Mick Foley. <laughs> <laughs> did you have oh. the devil voice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did. <laughs> he did. Um, oh, that's class. Man. Yeah, so that's that, that one time of... There you go. Almost. 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 And actually, he, uh, they did an event at SWG3 where Undertaker and stuff was there. It was like... Um, like a Comic-Con kind of thing, a yeah, WrestleCon. Uh, like. um, I think it was like a stories, right. uh, uh, storytelling kind of thing. Um, and yeah, Undertaker was getting his pictures yeah, with everybody, some of the bar staff and stuff. We were, we were busy. I didn't bother. Kind of sad. Um yeah, and then it it turns out that again WWE or whoever they're wrestling for it was actually like no Undertaker can't talk like he's not allowed to go up and tell stories. So luckily Mick Foley was there <laughs> and Mick Foley was on the stage talking. I'd already left at this point. Mm. They kind of <laughs> yeah, I think they kind of just abandoned Mick Foley a wee bit for the commitment he put in. Like yeah, oh almost yeah, almost killing himself on multiple occasions and yeah. breaking every bone in his body. And I think they. They left him and he ended up doing like stand up and lost all his weight and everything. I've, I've never seen a stand up set. I kind of don't want to tarnish the, <laughs> the vision I have on my, in my mind, but it was a strange turn. But I might give it a watch. Same as Steve O doing stand up. I don't want to watch that. Have you watched his podcast at all? Yeah, I like that. 
in his van. Yeah. I've watched a few of those as well. Again, Casey and I started like we were discussing earlier. Oh, yeah. I it's can't get past the voice, though. Casey's... Do it. Steve-o. Oh, yeah, Casey, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We went down a delightful tangent. And uh, we're way <laughs> past my notes, but I just try, try and just try to keep back. it rolling. Yeah, no, I liked it. <laughs> so instead of toured with right performed on the same mm. bill as or toured with right, another one is Real Big Fish. Absolutely amazing ska band. I think I've probably annoyed you at Hostels gigs. I love the Hostels songs. To to play, play yeah, to play, yeah, and I'm sure we've probably done it every time. Just for you, <laughs> no, just, you didn't do. It. There was one night, right? Oh, it, you guys all showed up. Yeah, Wait, out of the blue. It, yeah, out of it the was, blue. Yeah. I think it was uh, it was one of my friend's head went and I think it was Alan's head went and we came downstairs at was it Sleazy's? Yeah. Yeah. And we saw you guys there, the hostels were like, Oh, this is amazing, like just out of the blue, having a great time and I think I was wrecked and said, like, play play fucking beer. And then you guys did the intro for it, like did it did it and <laughs> everyone was like, Yes, and you're like I think Josh was like, No, fuck that nah. and then just started another yeah. song. And I was like, Ah <laughs> But That's then, not us, man. <laughs> then the next song was, was good. Uh, Rubber Fish is a is a cool one. Um, say young young Daniel's son, Danny Bray was there, snapping some snaps. Oh, nice. Signing some baps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, I'll, I'll kind of so that my brother, um, Joshua B, his uh, his one of his favorite bands. So mm-hmm. I think the. We go for it like my brother, he's three and a bit, four years older than me. Right. Um, he kind of grew up like <laughs> Nirvana was popular, you know, mm. Grun- mm. grungy. That was his kind of kind of thing. I was um, a pop loving choir boy, um, <laughs> not by nature, but by I, I sang in choir. So okay. <laughs> so my my singing career started at church. What age were you then? Um. Ooh, I don't know about the church thing. I'm not sure. Uh, Fairly young, presumably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're we're probably talking like Single seven, digits. seven, eleven. Yeah, seven <laughs> to eleven. Um, yeah. So I I I love the pop stuff and everything. Uh, my mom, she used to run a bar, um, and there was a chef that worked there. Awesome guy named Ryan. Uh, he was huge into sky and punk and, and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. he kind of, let's say he took my brother under his wing, but took him to Warp Tour um, down in Texas. And then so my brother came back and changed man. Mm-hmm. And it was like, right, sky and punk and, and everything. Um, so going from then and say my brother be 14, 15, 16, uh, Real Big Fish was just like, that was the one. That that's his his favorite. Um, I imagine probably still is today. Um, he's definitely broadened his his musical scope. Uh, but yeah, so he he loved Real Big Fish. They would come. I think the first gig I ever went to, um, an actual yeah venue, like punk live show, Real Big Fish at the Barrenlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I can't remember who the support was. I think it was like Pie Tasters or something. But anyway, um, yeah. So Rupert Fish going, you know, my brother was he was at all the shows and over the years, um, and over the years he he began to make friends with the singer Aaron Barrett, um, and then 
say you, you fast forward because this is what we're twenty twenty three now. So this is we're talking. You haven't by any chance got <laughs> that. You know, so <laughs> it's I think that was. 2012, 2013, 2014. Can you remember, Danny? What are you, 40? You turned 40 the other day? Count back. I've got a feeling it was like 2006. As recent as that? I don't think it was. Seven years ago? No, I'm I'm sure it was on the under underside of... um, well, because I, uh, so I, I still play with the hostiles occasionally, um, if if my brother's in need of assistance. But myself and the drummer Callum, um, we left a good five years ago. Is this like an Oasis situation, or was it? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was Oasis moments, okay. uh, there, and I'm sure there probably always will be. But now, I mean, I uh, yeah, it was, it was strange time strenuous time mm-hmm. but i think it's worked out like for the best kind of for everybody um so how did the hostel start is it just you and your brother or? uh no actually so it was my brother uh callum i think they had music class so callum and josh are they were two years above me at school uh and then you had richie mitchell who's the original singer um, Ryan Dunlop, who's the year above me, um, he's the original bassist. Steve, Steve's been in the band from roughly the start. Uh, Tony so Argent, right? Oh yeah, and Tony, yes, absolutely. Can't can't leave out Tony. Um, Tony came in playing trumpet. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think it just it started music class. They they came up with it. I kind of. Um, slowly merged because I could sing, you know, kind of slowly end up in the band, and then emo screamo kicked in real hard. So we're talking the early two thousands, uh, and Richie and Ryan left to uh, join a emo screamo band, start an emo screamo band. Um, at the time, so growing up, my brother's friend Doug, he was a like phenomenal bassist, and he was the first one to let me try one of his bass, you know, so I, I, I'm like, ooh, well, I like this. Were you playing any Pants instruments down. prior to that moment? No, just singing. Just, just singing. singing. So my brother always played guitar, um, and I was singing, and then it came to, well, Doug Doug came over, and he brought a bass, and I started just kind of playing around and messing around with it on my own kind of personal thing, and then gradually, like, they left, and I was like, well, I I totally want to do this. Um cool. So that was how you got into bass as opposed to any other instrument? Uh, or do you play any others? As uh, I play the bass. I can play guitar uh, to a reasonable standard and a sing. Um, I would like to play piano. I'd like to play the harp, and I'd like to play trumpet. I just love the sounds of all so of them. a diverse range of instruments. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, Have you seen Steel Beans that does them like all at the same time? Uh, Not the harp and the trumpet. No, it's just a one-man <laughs> band. Yeah, he's, he's got like his guitar and... He's, I think he has like a drumstick. I think I've seen this dude. Yeah. He has his drums and he's got an amazing voice as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think I've I've came across him on the on the toilet scrolls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's the hostiles thing. Go back the real big fish thing was, uh, yeah. Gradually, it just shows that if you you're nice to 
people and you pester them enough that sometimes things happen. Yeah. And then that's how we did it. It was uh, Hostiles opener, um, Newtown Kings uh, as a thing, main support, and then Go Big Fish. Cool. And that was, I would say, like, not a dream come true, but it's definitely like as a Scott Punk band is a yeah, is like the bucket lit. You know, it's 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 good on the CV. Um, is that yeah, with with like beer and stuff. The first time I actually came across kind of like ska or ska punk, whatever you call it, and the song beer was, Scalming. I think it was the Ark, <laughs> uh, the Ark, yeah, the Citadel, okay. and Hate Becomes a Hero, and the Hostiles were playing. Yep, and at the end of the Hostiles gig in the encore. I think you get people up to sing beer and you drag people on stage to do the hoo hoo hoo. Yeah. And Nikki C was up doing it. And I was like, this song's amazing. I was like, these, like, <laughs> obviously, like, the whole set was amazing. But I was like, how, do you, how come everyone knows this song? The hostels must be like huge. Everyone knows every single word. And then it was like a year make later. It make it, bro. But a year later, I watched Basketball. And yeah. And I was like, yeah. that's it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you and Hate Becomes a Hero were for, yeah. for like four bands around our age that we used to see we were kind of spoiled in that age because there was a lot of mega talent and i think the years and the years after that you go see a pals band and it was a bit like eh, it's not as good, well, th- this is what i was meaning by like the i'm fortunate to have mm-hmm. you know of loads of excellent musician friends um say all local bands that you've you've known and loved for a variety of reasons um yeah and those all for the most part everybody still plays and everybody's still doing other stuff which for me makes me happy because like why get so good at something and then just yeah so don't waste the talent yeah let it slip away is there any musical influences out with or within the family apart from you and your brother like parents so where where did your brother because it sounded like your brother was before you uh yeah yeah yeah. i'm sure i think my grandparents bought him an acoustic guitar but so i was gonna ask how did he become so heavily involved um that's a that's a f- mighty fine question Trevor. we'll get him on after and yeah. uh just i don't have answer to it <laughs> <laughs> talented research strength skills we've got ryan the chef there <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so i mean my mom she's she's always been a kind of music lover you know i remember a lot of metallica the black album getting rocked out my dad though for sure like he he loves his music. Mm-hmm. Um, not like my mom actually enjoys the kind of Scott punk and like that more so than my dad. My dad's like old school hip hop, and I would say the first CD he bought me was uh, "Fat of the Land" by Prodigy. Oh mm. right, okay, yeah. Um, it was the censored version, so smack my up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that kind of. Gives you well, you take the Metallica Black album and you take um, Prodigy and go right. Yes, you know here's your sides and then so the, yeah, the musical thing's always been in. What age kind of were you when you listened to those? Uh, that's, I'd say the f- the Prodigy one was probably like eight or nine. Yeah, that's and then that's the Metallica stuff's like yeah, it's always on. been there. First, yeah. yeah. First CD I got for me um, from my mum was, it was two, it was Queen's Greatest Hits and Madness. Nice. <laughs> so it was like baggy trousers and like Bohemian Rhapsody and all that. Eclectic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd say, if you go, it's like, it's the first CDs I bought. And actually, it's like, I think about it, I'm like, maybe, 
maybe my dad did that because he didn't want to listen to. Cause, well, I, I was take it like I loved pop. Yeah. Spice Girls movie came out. <laughs> my dad's like, do you want to see that or do you really want to see this? I'm like, I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you look at you and you don't immediately think Spice Girls, but hey. You look closer at his tattoos. It's actually baby Spice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, but the, the first, say the first CDs I bought and was Jamiroquai. Um, oh, Deeper Underground, is it that, that one? No, no, no. So that was just before that, because mm. that came out like around when the Godzilla movie came out in it. Um, is it Traveling Without Moving? It had Virtual Insanity on it. Right. Which still to this day is one of my top 100 songs. Like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, yeah, tasty. Um, and the Henson Christmas CD. So that was the other one. <laughs> How yeah. does that go? Uh, were they just singing Christmas songs or did they have their own? Yeah, I had to think about that because um, it's been a while. Mm, that's fine. <laughs> it's been a while. I couldn't get past Mbop. I'm like, that's yeah. not on that CD. And I know that's not on that CD. <laughs> <laughs> um, what co- see, when you say you're into pop when you're young, like what is that what you're talking about? Just like. Yeah, yeah, pop, like sh- very, straight very up. Pop. Like pop, like boy bands, girl bands yeah. singing. Westlife. Um, I never. I did see Westlife in concert once, <laughs> um, <laughs> but that was a kind of. Somebody I knew got guest list. So we're like, I think I was 18 or 19. I'm like, well, I'll go see fucking Westlife. Huh? Mm. Um, highlight of the show. Uh, somebody, one of them made a mum joke. And it was like the, the like the, I wouldn't say low key, but it was the the smallest of slights. But there's this whole crowd of screaming women and, and yeah. um, girls and stuff. And I think one of them was like, nice boxers. And then the other one's like, your mum bought me them. And I was like, yes! <laughs> Did nobody else hear this? Um, yeah, but it that was more... Like, the Spice Girls and S Club 7 and 5 and uh, Sync, Backstreet Boys, like, they were... They were the ones that were kind of getting pushed at that. That was watching your now 25 album or whatever it was at the time. Yeah. Did you not watch wrestling as a kid? I did. Um... But actually, with with, practice. <laughs> with a, a few different things, um, a lot of my knowledge came from video games. Mm. You know, so I, I did like watch a bit of wrestling, but WCW, NWO for the N64. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, solid. Or and then when I say other things of like any football knowledge I had growing up was either Pez or mm-hmm. FIFA, and that's because. You either had friends who played Pez, had, you know, um, and if you're like writing people letters because they're kicking your ass five nil. Yeah, yeah, the letters. Yeah, yeah, the letters. I've I've written a couple, written a couple. Not ashamed to admit it. The N64 games had class songs as well. They yes. Had, was it like dig 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 dog? That's the only one I remember. <laughs> it's like ingrained in my brain. I can more remember like a lot of the EA games. Yeah, you know, if we take say. For the stuff I like, like Tony Hawk's mm. amazing soundtrack. Um, but the EA games actually had a nice mix, even like FIFA Street. Yeah, and but stuff. Say FIFA yeah. Street and some of the FIFA ones as well. Real Big Fish mm. was on a FIFA as well. Yeah. Yeah. Kasabian back before they made it. Mm. They've had some good Worst ones. live band, in my opinion. Yeah, Kasabian. Yeah. Uh, only because. Is it pre or post wife beating? Um, I was unaware, but probably during. Okay. I don't know. Maybe you're spending all this energy. That's a dark way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> misspent energy at home. Yeah. You know, like, well, 
if you put that much effort in on stage, um, <laughs> I can see it being slammed, getting clipped. <laughs> oh, righteously. So yeah, I, I I think the first time I seen them was the Tea in the Park where Eminem played that year. Mm. I was working security, and um, yeah, it's just like I've I've got nothing against the music. I'm very much like yeah. music. I'm I'm a believer like music is taste, like is preference. But a bad band or a bad DJ is like you don't need to know anything about them to know that somebody's in time or out of time, out yeah. of tune, just way like and yeah. That was Kasabian. And then I think I seen him again fairly recently. I do like their most recent album for Crying Out Loud. It was kinda like Beach Boys A bit more it was different. I, I really like so it. Yeah, on, on, on C D and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Um Just, just not like live. More, just yeah, not just live, not live. Yeah. Right, for me personally. Um now that we now we've been saying Kasabian so much, I'm like, am I actually thinking of the Kaiser Chiefs? <laughs> <laughs> One of them. <laughs> yeah. So one of them. Uh, just before, when I forgot to mention, when you said you saw a real big fish live, mm-hmm. um, and it might segue into another story, I went with Toby uh, to real big fish, and maybe Kaz, at the Carlin Academy. Is that one of your foot feet? Sorry. No? <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> is that a tripod leg? Is that a tripod leg? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they were absolutely amazing that night, and it was the nicest crowd ever. Because, you know... I was used to going to some other gigs and it's just full of assholes. And then the real big fish, half of them had dreadlocks, topless, absolutely stinking, but they were nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's even worse <laughs> now you can't smoke <laughs> in venues. <laughs> Lo- loads of folk were crowd surfing. And I remember Toby being like, oh, that's amazing. Turned around and gets a knee to the face and he's like almost sparked out. And all these guys are like helping him, like keeping him, keeping him up. And they're just like dead nice. That's it. It's, um, that's the whole pick him up. Yeah, pick, up, pick, pick up. him up, pick him up. Um, yeah, if somebody falls down to the pit, you you pick him up. There's nothing like everyone's there having a fun time. Obviously, fights happen. People get a little too aggressive and stuff, but for the most part, it is a community like that. Whole genre is is about that. You know, all the different seat like the ravers and the hardcore scene and all that kind of stuff. You just get totally different people. Mm-hmm. Um, Real Big Fish, I, I mean, if we talk about the other end of the scale of live bands, like, they've always, like, consistent, just, it's a party. Mm-hmm. And you don't really have to be into it or know the, and just, you, you're thriving off. The teeth, the tongue, and the lip. The human torch was denied a bank loan. That's my anchorman. Yeah, um, yeah uh, thriving off of just ev- everybody else being fucking happy as fuck. I feel like I should be asking you guys more questions. I'm sorry, but it's your podcast. Well, that's, that's <laughs> oh, yeah. the way it should work. It's because I'm, I'm, I'm sitting by myself just like, <laughs> so did I get the job? Is this cool? We'll let you know. Hello, Ms. Lady. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had like fight while you're playing? Have you had like fights or mosh pits that get taken too far and you've had to stop or? Um, no, I do have a, I think, I th- you can correct me if I'm wrong, Danny. Um, and I've actually been told by reliable sources that the reason uh, in King Tut's, obviously, cr- like, so crowd surfing has always been kind of frowned upon. Everybody knows the dangers of it, but mm-hmm. I think something happened. We were playing a show, King Tut's. Um, the end of our set has a, a bad day for shorts, and it's got, you know, it's a Scott two-tony style, and then at the end, we've got a beat down, so we get real heavy and real mean. Um but there's a little build up to that, so usually we'd kind of wall of death, part the crowd, 
and go for that. So um, King Tut's, I think whoever was promoting it, I think it was her like first night on the job or something. Um, we're building up to this bit and just see the, the you know, the crowd splitting. But they didn't have security in, didn't have a barrier. They didn't think it was going to. And again, it was a wall of death. It wasn't. We knew what was going on, but she starts freaking out. And the sound engineer also um, is at the back. Because I think she, like, we're building up. I don't know if she told him to, like, turn us off. Mm. So I think he, like, turned us off at the at the front. So we build up, blah, 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 blah. And then I think, Danny, you, you may have this video. I'm sure you were standing next to the guy because you could just hear him going, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, shut us off the front of house. Jeez. But all of our instruments were still on. So And then everybody's like... Uh, people. Yeah. A- apart from that, no, it's never, you know, it's like with the real big fish thing, we went for it and on the odd night, take your instrument and just jump in the crowd for that part. Yeah. You know? uh, or the, it's easier for the brass guys because they can just go and, yeah. and play, you know, so they do that often. But yeah, we jump in. But I also wanted to know if, have you ever had like a failed stage dive? Oh, you're pretty big. So like, oh, if I oh, saw you yeah. come up, like, oh. I've, I've <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time. And I'm pretty sure that was our Richie Mitchell. It's like I think it was less than Jake of the Bearland. Mm-hmm. Um, yellow card was supporting yellow card. I had yellow card there. Oh, oh yeah, no, cool. Uh, zebra zebra head. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, zebra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Richie's like, oh yeah, go up and and chucks me up, and I I get about halfway. And, Straight to the ground <laughs> on my back, <laughs> just you know, winded. You know, uh, I was yeah, full force. Um, but everybody quite nicely picked me up. Um, and yeah, and then from then on, I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I am stage diving is not for me. A, a crowd, uh, well, crowd surfing. I just like, actually stage dive. It's two different things. Mm. But I was kind of in my brain. I'm like, I'm like, no. Stage dive. I've never. I don't think I've ever actually dived off the stage. No. Like I've um, gracefully so, climbed off. Right. So crowd stuff. You're just kind of like leaning over, then going and yeah, crowd just left you're, you're thrown yeah. up, and then hoping that the uh, the, the hands just keep going. Right. Yeah. The the wave will take you. Um, a dive's a proper dive. A dive's a proper. Yeah, it's a proper like. Setting up for the dismount. 10 out of 10. Um, I have seen it go horribly, horribly wrong. Uh, I remember years ago at the Barfly, there was a, a band. And I don't. they just really pissed off the crowd. And I, I can't remember how, um, but the guy went to jump off. And it wasn't even a big thing. Flat. Everybody just moved out the way and went, Jeez. Quite like a collective effort to move out of the way because yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone needs to be like, oh, it's sixed out. Yeah, I'll move. Yeah, yeah, you've pissed off <laughs> yeah. that many people. <laughs> they had like, what do you call it? Like hive brain. Yeah, any real big fish backstage stories? Uh, I did ask him about basketball because uh, mm. Kieran Dickey, he's a D. Yeah. Um, he did, he was like, the one thing you have to do is ask, you know, Aaron Barrett. Um, ask yeah, ask the singer. That's it. <laughs> and I did it, and then he was just like, 
Yeah, we walked in the room, met met the guys, and then left. That was it. There was no. Mm. We we just we filmed it, and they just were like in and out, and that's oh, that's. Uh, I got glassed in the head on the very very last date. Uh, that happened. So, us and the other support band, the Hostiles and Newtown Kings, we went out. This was in Oxford. Camden? Nah, it was the last day. Was that a Prosecco glass? Sadly not. <laughs> uh, Ox- Oxford. Uh, Oxford. Yes. Yeah, there you go. So this is the last date. We've had like two weeks of, of good times. Us and the support man, like there was a, a little like Jamaican bar um, owned by like an, a proper old Jamaican couple. Uh, so we've all went in there and we're all drinking tequila because... Yeah, there's 16 of us or something. Tequila, tequila, tequila. And me and Majika, um, who's a legend in his own right. See the guy who was like a bouncer at Furies. Uh, he worked something. at Furies. Yeah. He worked for 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 a good bit. Yep, yeah. Um, he's a an air celebrity. Yeah. In my eyes, anyway. I've got a lot of time for the man. <laughs> good man. Um, yeah. So. Me and him had like eaten. I think we had mezcal too. Basically, we just like drank this place dry of anything that was tequila, like shaped. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, me and him, we would both eat the worms. Yeah, we had two worms at the bottom, so we eat the worms. Smoky, a little chewy, yeah. But they're yeah, it's meant to be like you can trip out. Or, yeah, yeah. It's, me- it's meant to do you some damage. Lights off. Is that time to leave? <laughs> um, yeah, so that happens. Um, Callum, outside, Callum had went outside to smoke. You know, everybody's like, this is middle of the day or something. Everybody's, oh, no, sorry. Was it after the gig? It was after the gig. Um, yeah, Callum's went outside to smoke, and, like, three guys approach him. Mm-hmm. And... Asking him for cigarettes or whatever, and he's just like, nah. And then they're like, ah. So he comes in and he's like, these guys are hassling. So, and Majika, like, same size as me. Mm-hmm. Um, same build. Yeah. So we walk out and we're just like, what's going on? And they're, they're talking shit. And we're like, we're having a good time. Like, nobody wants any. With English? Or? Uh, yes. Yes, they were. Yes. Very. Like, um, like ba- <laughs> banker English or like. Uh, no, like Chav. Oh, right, like, okay. like, yeah, Nitty. Um, for those who don't know the difference. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're hassling them, and then we're like, right, cool, we're going to go back in and drink. Yeah, we brought, we just brought Callum in with us. We're going to go back in and drink. Uh, so everything's cool. The night the night goes on. We're all just, like, drinking and having a good time. And, well, one of them is like, oh, we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back. So we go back inside, and then later on in the night, we go outside, and guess who turns up? These three guys, because they said they'd be back. Uh, so we walk back out, and one of them, and bear in mind, so me and Majika, 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". Um, obviously, that sounds like three people, but <laughs> I don't know how tall Majika is. Over six foot, okay? Um the guy this and these guys must be like 
five six or five seven or you know and i've I've seen plenty of small people i don't start fights because i'm like anyone could just knock you out with one punch but my the odds were in majika's favor on this yeah um this guy's you know he's coming up and he's all all in majika's face and our friend uh laura uh, mcglinchy of da vinci's in kilmarnock uh the Excellent Italian restaurant. <laughs> I, I, I will plug. If I, I, will, I will totally plug. Well, if, if we get a sponsorship, yeah, <laughs> plug yeah. away. Um, yeah, her family on that is awesome. Uh, yeah, so she's there, and she's like, so you imagine there's like this guy and Majika sent face to face, and Laura's came in to be like, yeah, we don't want any trouble, and this guy gets in Laura's face, um, and actually turned out, and I didn't see because I was standing on the it was in his left hand i was standing on the guy's right right side um it might be the other way around anyway um yeah this guy uh, so majika is kind of coming coming up in this almost this sandwich of anger and next thing you see like the the guy had a glass in his hand and boom smacked majika straight in his cheekbone like if he could have blinded him you know hits him i'm standing there um not too far so i see that and i step in um take the guy down um you you want to you want to tell <laughs> you want to tell this bit <laughs> sorry yeah um yeah i'm i'm i've i hit him in the right place and he went down so i'm saying i've hit him in the right place he went down say there's three of them um the friend walks towards uh, just like, look what I just did to your friend. <laughs> and, and then he's like, and he, he just backs out. <laughs> so it leaves this one guy who's just decided like, he's going to take me and Majika on at the same time. Um, which we made quick, quick work of that and kind of slammed him into a bike rack. Um, again, this is all like we didn't provoke this. This is all uh, we were defending Self ourselves. Defense. Self defense. And said Majika just been glassed in the face. Yeah. So it was kind of, uh, yeah. So that that happens right, and I think even before so I, I rewind back to the we just walked out. I had a drink in my hand. I had a glass in my hand, and I drank it and kind of like half cut. And I'm like, I'm just gonna put this down over here. Just case anything happens so okay yeah we've we've hit this guy um i remember it, laura like it grabbed me i think majika majika maybe walk back in at this point um yeah lord grabbed me and we're kind of going towards the door but the old jamaican couple had closed the door mm. so it was like two glass doors yeah glass door a little bit small space and then glass door so there's like three or four people trying to get into this one bit. I'm standing at the back. Um, Bob, our sound engineer uh, for that tour, he, I just, he, like, I've got Laura pulling me. I'm kind of looking back because the, the guy, bike rack guy, had kind of reappeared, and Bob's like, Chris, look behind you. Oh, Chris. So I'm, I'm looking, and I see him. I see him with the two two glasses in his hands. And the reason I backtracked to say the the glut on the floor because yeah. I'm like, I look back, I'm like, one of those was fucking mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm standing, I'm looking at him. I'm like, don't do it. And he's like, Ugh. and I'm like, look, man, don't do it. I've got Laura pulling me. 
like in this small little doorway and he, he the the guy with the glass kind of like he backs off and i'm like right so i turn back around next thing i hear there's a small window but next thing i hear is just psh, and then i just feel bang um he like launched the glass yeah launched the glass <clears throat> uh so I, i'm wearing a sleeveless top and i had a mullet at this time nice um yeah mullet down, gang, gang. down on my shoulders <laughs> yeah yeah um Back before they went viral, <laughs> <laughs> or in that in, in between stage of, <laughs> um, I was just looking for Darrow's mullet there. It's coming in, Mr. Gilmore. It'll come, my friend. Yeah, I think uh, what I find with things like haircuts and styles and everything, personally, I feel as long as you fucking own it, mm-hmm. as long as you don't, you know, uh, people be like, "Your hair is glorious." <laughs> like, <laughs> I I don't care if you're serious or not. You said the words. Thank you. Um, Mine was more like when I now look back, when I've got like very short hair at the back, I'm like, it looks like, say, like, for example, you've had a beard for a while. When you shave, you look yeah, at your f- face and like, it looks tiny. It looks like a wee yeah. like, mouse. I mean, that's just you. <laughs> 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 when I look at photos and I don't have any like growth in the back. It makes like, your oh, whole face and neck look much kind of scrawnier and makes you look. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still look good. I don't but, think. Um, won't go down yes, I, 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 concur. I concur. You get glass. Bro. You get glass with a mullet. Um, yeah, I got glass with a mullet. That again. Here's another. Uh, here's another section. There's a clip. The title: Glass with a mullet. Um, so yeah, I get glass. Boom. I'm fucking bleeding. You know, like uh, the reason I, I mentioned it's coming down my hair and it's going all the way down. Like, and it looks like I mean I don't know how bad the damage is, but. First glass of smash, Laura let go of me, and this little guy did not expect me. <laughs> it's because as soon as I got hit, I just turn. He starts running, and I'm like, I'm fucking hot on his tail. Uh, he didn't expect me to be that that fast. fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and well, I'm I've I've just been glassing the head. I'm full of adrenaline. I'm like, yeah. yeah, going in for the kill. So we run up, turns a corner, run down the like the street. It's just me and him on the street, cars on either side, and then he's like behind a car. It gets to the point where I, like it's both a, like a little, like a little kid yeah. hiding behind this car. Tom and Jenny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, uh, like look, look what you did to my mate, blah 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 blah, and I'm like, look what you did to my fucking head, <laughs> covered in blood. Um, so and then I then I hear Bob like running again. Chris, don't don't do it, ah, Chris. I'm like. And I, I could see, so there's a van part. There's a car in front of us. There's a van on the opposite side, and I could just like I could, yeah, I could sense his movements. I knew like, and he did exactly what I thought he was gonna do. He he like ran, tried to run, to outmaneuver and go like around the van. So I was on the other side waiting. <laughs> on the other side waiting, but I I'm not really one to see red, um, unless I'm pissing the blood, um, so I'm I'm like. <sighs> What am I actually gonna, you know, like? Am I gonna just beat this guy or whatever? Uh, so I see, you know, I see, see Bob still running, shouting, "Don't do it! Don't do it!" And I'm like, ah. and then he kind of runs past me. You know, I had ev- every opportunity, but I just let him go. But while he's running away, I'm screaming, "Run, motherfucker! <laughs> Run!" <laughs> and uh, Evil Nation called back. Yeah. Run. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. And then that's that's. That's that. That's the uh, 
yeah, him running away is like a victory in itself. Yeah. Like, yes, scurrying. Yeah. Scott yeah. yeah. So you know, obviously, like, ah, he, because what was gonna do? Ruin my life over. You know, yeah, you end up done for GBH or something like that, and all yeah. of a sudden you're yeah. Yeah. Um. So, did you have something else to add? Uh, I mean, Majika and I went to the hospital. Um, Majika, thankfully, he got stitches and his eye was fine. Nice. Um, it's, it was one of those, like, uh, a small cut that is just, like, loads of fucking blood, so you think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, God, a little fuck um, goes a long way, especially yeah. when it's mixed with some alcohol. Yeah, yeah. He's wearing the crimson mask. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we stitches, but I think... Just kind of annoyed everyone in A and E for like four hours or something, and that that's that was it. We lived to tell the tale on a podcast. So, Oxford Chav, if that's you, get it up you. <laughs> yeah, uh, recognize this man. <laughs> you pointing the, point the camera. That I think you were looking through <laughs> the camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So as far as creativity goes, I forgot to talk about that. Yeah, well, we're about an hour and a half in. We're never going to actually get into the. How, how long are we in? I don't know. Oh yeah. my bad! Is that still running? Around twenty-five. Well, it, w- it should be running. It's not made a noise, so. All right. I mean, I'm. Uh, I, I, I have nothing to do this evening, um, <laughs> so thank you guys for having me. A couple more questions, then we will get the photos as well, right? So I'll get the photos okay. ready. Yeah. Uh, one quick, one question and story. I think I wanted to end on. You'll probably be able to guess. Toby's jacket. No. <laughs> the, the, the big X, up to Toby. The X seventy-seven. Uh, I knew this was gonna come up. But I feel like it's it's over. It, yeah, have you actually, done it today? no, I'm, it's it's over. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to end on that. So should we save that for? Look at the photos as well. Climax. You have you been told this story, or were you familiar in the? No, 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 no. this is no, I heard that either. I don't think. You you've not heard it. Don't think so, Chris. It's not as big as you think it was. Uh, no, I'm just, <laughs> we spent, it was in the we, air we spent right? like a, a couple days yeah. together in oh, the yeah, van, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> I'm sure I mentioned it. No, I I feel like it. Maybe, came, maybe I, have. I feel like it came up in the and mm-hmm. I I I just synopsis it these days. Yeah. If that that is the word, no, um, this, this is the place for. Uh, divulging in. No, well, actually, um, you could read it in on the Daily Mail. Uh, you could read it in a, a few different things. Oh, so um, actually, go. This, <laughs> this was published. Yeah, it was published. Yeah, it happened. Um, we'll say it happened on the Friday. And by Monday, I had a press agent. So, a press agent. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. for that story, and then they... <laughs> just for that story. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I think I made like two hundred pounds from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll get to that. What yeah, else you got? We'll get to the end. So I've got the photos, and I've not seen any of them. No, a, l- a little short bit. I just wanted to cover first because. It's meant to be about creativity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you I never any... actually got to answer your question about working with, with the guys. Your question oh, about right, working yes, yeah, yeah. with Daryl and Danny. Um, How was that for you? Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I see Like Daryl's fairly new to the industry, and he's wanting to learn and, and progress his skills. And I'm I'm impressed where you're at already. Um, and uh, like I'm just happy to help. Um, say, getting pictures taken of yourself, blah, blah. I'm like... <laughs> This is just what I, I look like. I leave the house and like that's it. <laughs> so take all the pictures you fucking want. Yeah, it's new. It was good with you and and Glencoe and here because you've had your pictures taken in vans and individually so many times that um, a you know what you're doing. B 
you're comfortable with it and then see you've also got little you've got insight into what could be helpful or what not to do or these kind of things and you're kind of like yeah just i'm your dummy lead the way whatever i like taking photos myself mm -hmm. and video stuff um and as you said yeah I've, I've had lots of friends over the years that have been photographers and have just been like oh do you mind you know mm -hmm. cowboy shirts and all sorts who took your linkedin um that was a cruise that was a cruise photographer a cruise photographer yes yeah yeah um as in on a cruise i was gonna say on i was cruise, on the boat yeah. sorry i'm i'm uh you do one of those. All oh, that, that blows coming back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was me in the disabled toilet, by the way. Um, no, we do not condone drugs or violence. <laughs> just, just so we know. Self-defense only and recreation. I mean, uh, prescription. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the uh, original question was... Nah, I forgot. <laughs> We kind of covered it. So uh, do we want to, do we want to talk about some of the photos first and then have a, a little deep dive into creativity afterwards? Sure. Is there a projector plug-in or something? Or we could maybe mesh the two. So out with music, uh -huh. you kind of alluded to it already with like some video stuff and some photography stuff. What what sparks your creativity? What do you what do? You do? Uh, I don't know. I've, I've always, like, I'm a sucker for scenery. Mm -hmm. I just, like... And I like looking at stuff, and um, yeah, I just, is just that, like is looking. that internet stuff. Or? Um, <laughs> it can be. It can. Daryl posts a lot of stuff on the internet, so obviously, uh, <laughs> that was prolific. Chonzy, um, <coughs> Chonzy, <Shout out>. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah. See, while we're on the, the topic of posting a lot, the way I see it with photography, so say like portraits, mm. the reason, main reason that. I wanted to and we we're doing the podcast and student wanted to do as well as we're doing like product photography we're mm -hmm. doing we're, we've done landscapes for years and years portraits are something that usually it's quite a scary thing to do mm -hmm. take a photo of someone there's a lot of pressure because if you don't deliver and let's say we had like an hour and a half or with casa had like 20 minutes to get photos and you need to get something plus it's going out on mm -hmm. this podcast so if it's crap uh, but i like that pressure but also if you're posting a lot it's a constant reminder to everyone, oh, this person does photography, this person does photography. Yeah, yeah. And you never know who's going to see what post. Yeah. Uh, and that's, yeah a, that's, that's the logic. That is the, the, that is the crux of it. Like, you do never know who's watching, no. who's listening. Mm -hmm. um, and just because you're bored in a certain part of your life doing the same thing, that could be the one break you need that then flips the whole world. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, films as well, actually. So that's... Yeah. I I love movies. You I love yeah. TV. I love. Um, I always always have. Cause uh, you had. I think we talked about this when we were in the van doing the the, the video advert for your camper out now. Want to buy a camper van? But uh, we talked. We talked about because you had quite a lot of downtime when you were out abroad working, and that was one of the things you sort of indulged in. Was the yeah, yeah. Just uh, I don't know. To me, like it's just stories. You know, if you can, um, I never buy into, you know, so like people are, oh, this is, this is gospel and this is blah, blah, blah. I'm like, if I watch something and it makes me feel good or yeah. zone it, like, cool. Mm. But, and I've always done that. I've always, I've always been a night person because of that. Um, what better thing to do at night than just rinse and 
watch through things. I watch things over and over and over again. You know, I, I, I try and vary it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, you can just sometimes return to things that are. Yeah. Space yeah. World. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't. I haven't seen that. I do wonder how it's aged. Yeah, uh, I've seen how they've aged. Let's watch it with a few pints after. Hey. <laughs> the, uh, so do you ever find inspiration from, say, like, do you write songs? Yes. Yeah. And do you find inspiration, is it always other music, or do you find it from, like, movies and TV as well? Or? Um, sometimes I was, I've always been to, into, like, quotes or maxims, mm-hmm. you know, just, like, little things, um, just, like, a sentence. And for me, like, a line can spark something yeah you know, i'm um i've always like say rap and, and hip-hop and and poetry and any in all of its forms uh so sometimes like if you were to ask me to write a song right now i'd go, like give me some lines and then i wouldn't freestyle it because i'm not very good at free- <laughs> but I, yeah yeah i can't spit the harry mac bars um but yeah i could sit and do uh, a cohesive you, you can know, work something out yeah you can work something cool. out that makes sense in t- in time relatively in tune um we do need a theme tune we do all right it's <laughs> our biscuit uh, but no. uh keep it rolling baby. <laughs> you <laughs> know what time, time it is i'm taking it straight to the matthews bridge yeah i don't actually know what's going on here okay can we keep talking or just play I suppose yeah we can yeah we can keep talking or do you need the light offer or? just want to make sure I, did I did I actually answer your question <laughs> yeah no like uh, <laughs> it's just interesting because so far it's been we've had musicians on we've been talking to musicians but what makes things t- what what inspires people I think for me it's when I'm not thinking about the thing like our project like then things just come to you when you've got yeah. that downtime in between yeah yeah um right, so the, you you've sorry. like you don't always have the energy when you're doing something to no. do something i find that i've got songs i've been writing for years and it's like i haven't all the songs are written but i've never finished the lyrics and in order for me to do that i have to find it like i'm feeling good i'll sit for like eight hours listening to the same thing over and over and changing stuff and, mm-hmm. and going and you know because Kaz talked about the kind of mood scene he's spent to write. Yeah. And he yeah. he very much sort of relies on uh, feeling down about things to create his his best work. Yeah. And I said, like, a lot of the music I like most, some kinds of rap, hip-hop and stuff, a lot of my favourite albums and pieces of work have come with, born out of that sort of same yeah, mood yeah, from, yeah, from those well, artists. Especially what about with, you? Um no, I, I I totally get it. Uh, I I totally get where Cass is coming from as well. Of so I've always kind of written in a first person kind of third person kind of way. You know, it's like if you if you listen to especially so doing the Scott Punk stuff, I always describe it as just like yeah, the music's I I like the whole like melancholy uh, like the music's really happy, but I'm just complaining about mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, I'm just complaining about sad stuff and. Because I personally find it, and it might be the same with Kaz, that um, it's it's easy, like conviction. You know, it's easier to write something that you actually, like believe in, like happy, cheesy songs. Like um, you take "Beer" by the Real Big Fish. Like that's that's all about like a chick screwing them over. Mm-hmm. It's not about any, you know. But people, it's the chorus that everybody really. So if you take all your 
mainstream pop and stuff. Um, most of it's innuendo. Most of it, it kind of always has been. Mm-hmm. Um, like fucking wet ass pussy. And yeah, that, that's <laughs> that's a bit number, on the nose. That one. Number one song. Uh, you ever seen uh, Gilbert Godfrey doing it? No. no. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, you gotta watch that. Yeah, you know that voice. Hello. Oh, the mapping bucket. But yeah, yeah, it's totally worth your time. <laughs> thank, uh, I think I've heard him read Fifty Shades of Grey. All right, so that's a bit. It. But while you're talking about creativity and it's when you're not trying to, there's a really good book by John Cleese from Monty Python. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, he, John Cheese. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, Cleese is the stage name, I believe. Oh, is it? John Cheese. Is John his Cheese. Actually, there you go. There's yeah. a there's a I didn't know that. He didn't mention that in his book, but it's on creativity, Fuck. and he's talking about. <laughs> when he was writing sketches or writing stuff for Monty Python, he found that it, there's like a couple of chapters on the subconscious brain. Yeah. So okay. he's like, let's say me and you need to come up with a song by tomorrow and we, we sit here for an hour. Even though we go home and have our dinner and go to sleep, our, our subconscious is still working on it. And if we come back the next day, we might have like 20 more ideas. And he, he kind of breaks it down. It's really interesting. I, I, um, I've always, for me, it's like, see if, see if I had an argument or if I'm pissed off about something I've I'm always like go to sleep. Yeah, wake absolutely. Up. Yeah, and that, that's that's wake up, come up with a better comeback. Uh, Argue again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Take a shower. Being like, man, I, I'm still having arguments from 20 years ago. <laughs> like, all the time. Um, yeah, I remember because we were coming back down from Mull like, last last year, and we yeah. listened to because it's a reasonably short audiobook. Yeah. And we listened to it in the car on the way back, mm-hmm. and yeah, like a lot of the stuff that he talked about resonated with about being in that kind of headspace to allow you to find those ideas but on the same kind of topic as uh <laughs> in arguments and things uh i'm gonna get a little bit fell off so cool <laughs> 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 I've like i've had an argument with my girlfriend <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, um, real deep I, I quite like meditation for that okay um yeah i know i wouldn't say like m-a-s-t no, it's okay, <laughs> cool. right. sweet. Are we meditating in different ways? Packing <laughs> some um, But I think I feel like doing that as a practice, and I don't do it. I, I don't sit down and do it every night or anything like that. But doing that, <laughs> you're, for, you're not getting any younger, my friend. <laughs> it, it just only gets harder. It gets softer, <laughs> but it gets harder. Um, but having gone through that as like a practice for like a prolonged period of time. Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> we snap some pictures of them, <laughs> and then grill them with invasive uh, questions. Invasive imagery. That is quite. Before we got to deal with them. Yeah, yeah. Like some yeah. rude jokes. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I, I always found like oh, I, I do find that yeah. meditation like, that having gone through that practice consistently then gives me the ability in an argument or a heated situation or a stressful moment to actually sort of detach from it and pull back yeah, and then kind of. You've still got your best, your, your best comebacks are right there. So my question for you on meditation, um, what do you find yourself, like, do you do the, the proper, like, crisscross no, fingers out? No, I think or that's like, nonsense. Like, basically, when I was... Oh, you meditate, Daryl? I've, maybe about 20 times, but I struggle sleeping. Right. And I, I overthink you know, you everything. You should try this thing, it's called masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's, that's why I struggle sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually a good one. Um, you were saying, yeah. So I don't sit in my and don't sit in like humkin by our end. Like, like, I just like I would focus like on breath and mm. so just like counting like one to to in five, hold five, out five, 
And for some reason, like I'm dumb enough that I can't concentrate on anything else other than counting to five. Ah, uh, um, yeah. So uh, yeah. do that for like 10, 15 minutes and yeah. And I, I know what you mean about sleeping because sometimes like you, all your focus on is work in the day and what things are coming up or things you couldn't do that day or whatever. And you need a, a way of being able to pill out of that. But that or smoking weed. Oh, that could do it. The two options. One's a lot quicker. One's, one's cheaper. See, <laughs> you've just opened a total other branch of everything. For creativity. <laughs> so how yeah, do you rely on like uh, external uh, influences for creativity? Recreation? I, not anymore. I, I've say things like smoking weed. You know, I smoke a lot. Um, for a good many years as I got older I just kind of got tired of you know I thought one day I just thought to myself I wonder if I will get more accomplished by not being stoned all the time Um, uh, jury's still out on that one Uh, (laughs) but yeah I used to I I used to live with a a close friend of mine still to this day some dude Uh, and he, he used to work at a club and he would he would leave at like eleven or something, you know, to to go and do photography in the club. Um, so I would get my bass, roll a little joint, glass of water, sit at my table, and uh, yeah, s- smoke smoke half of it, sit and play, sit and play, sit and play, get up, take a piss, refill my water, smoke the other half. And then my uh, good friend would disappear, and I'd be like, "Whoa, what are you doing home?" He'd be like, "It's fucking half three. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh shit, I've just been sitting here, just <laughs> playing this whole time." You it was know, a long piss. Um, so like uh, in a musical, creative kind of thing. Yeah, it's sometimes like external fact. Like some people have a couple drinks to like loosen up that mm-hmm. almost like Dutch courage kind of thing mm-hmm. of, yeah, I could get kind of groovy or you can get lost in it to the point where you come back the next day, start fresh and actually like fresh years, fresh, fresh mind on it. Um, but I found like doing that, I could spend hours and hours practicing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that's the, the main benefit that I've, I've found, or I would personally say to anybody, like I'm, I'm an advocate, go green. You know, electric, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I find on the say it's encouraged me. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of touring, a lot of, lot of, lot of smoking. Sometimes it's boredom, killing time, or like just, just being chill. You're, you're in a place. You go on holiday. You drink. You, you do whatever. Um, because that's part of the. You're not at work. You're not at. Mm-hmm. You know, this just everybody likes to get loose in their. Uh, stiff and loose, we call it, because you know you're stoned. And you're like, <laughs> oh, but also you're like, Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I would say I've never like relied on it, but I've used it as a a tool to enhance, and yeah. that's that's the difference between like a pothead and a stoner. Yeah, you yeah. can lift and lay it when you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in control. Mm-hmm. Still fully functional. Like still, um, obviously, don't get me wrong, it could be a struggle like social thing and doing like oh shit i'm high as balls and i need to go and do stuff god but i do the stuff and that's that's (laughs) yeah you get the shit done um which with alcohol you can't really do 
and that's why no. weed is better than alcohol. Um, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, we up with photos. You want to? What we're we using? Are we using iPad? Are we going laptop? Yeah, I'll just do on the screen. So if we cut to, we'll just cut to the images now, and I'll talk through them, right? Well, right. yeah, okay. <laughs> Enjoy um, editing that. <laughs> so, will we dim the lights for this bit? We could dim the lights. We could at least leave the the cameras the rolling. So one thing, pre-warning. Uh-huh. For most of the pictures, because we'd missed the sunset, we we knew that at the time. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It compromised some of the pictures and the light. But I'm going to start off with a photo that you've already seen. So this is a portrait we took in Glencoe. All right, cool. Um, so it's a earlier this year. Yeah, and this one's in a. I put it in a black and white competition because I liked it. Um, not because I think it's worthy of winning anything, but with the competitions, you usually get really good feedback and it's good networking and usually. It's a good memory. That was our our um, first time working together. You know, yeah, I've yeah. worked with, with Danny. Yep. Um, many times over the years. Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, we went away with number seventy media to do. A <laughs> I need to practice what I preach, huh? Um, <laughs> to do a camper van advert for for your camper, and on the last day, we were just chilling in Glencoe, and Chris was looking at one of these lamp posts um, with all the stickers on it. You know, it's like stickers from all over the world. As I said, I like to look at things. Yeah, yeah. and landscapes. Yes, yes. Um, so after a few photos, got a wee a wee cheeky half face of. I'm peeking out, and the the story that I put, the pretentious story that I put into the competition was all these stickers are little traces of a stranger, and by him peeking out, so this is like it's like a fleeting moment where he's about to go, and that was that that was the deepest uh, thing I could think of for that photo, and hopefully they they believe that that's what I was thinking at the time. See the the black and white really like pronounces. Um I hope that's the word. Uh, the scar underneath my my left eye. Oh no right, yeah, yeah. Fucking idea how I got that scar. No idea. No idea. And saying there's one just above my eyebrow. No idea. I've got one above my eyebrow, but I know that's from. I came in on a New Year's night and walked into the tiles in the kitchen and washed my face. Nice <laughs> out out in the tiles, as they say. <laughs> Painted the town red. <laughs> I'm trying to picture how you walk into tiles. Because it's like it's like a corner, but it was like a sharp corner. Oh, it's like right tile yeah, I say when you're vertical and you go horizontal. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I was picturing. Uh, okay, so this is the disaster bit. We've designed this podcast called Portrait and a Podcast, and the portraits derail it every time. <laughs> and, and, and a podcast. Oh, no, that's the wrong way. Ah, so this is one. If you ever wanted a wee Canva image, that's, that's, that is really nice. It's very aesthetically pleasing. Is that um, the new threads as well? That is it. Yes, that's the purple Volcom hoodie. Yeah, he had a beautiful purple hoodie for when it was lighter to kind of yeah, stand out, and then later on when it was dark, it is tied out, which you're gonna see. Um, but yeah, oh, is my mic cut out? Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's that. Yeah, it's the cable. back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the thought behind this again was just your standard canvas stuff would be good if you're promoting anything am i cutting in and out yeah yeah hello? Th- say this is the first time i didn't um daryl tried to show me hello hello, hello hello i'll wait um back. so this is genuinely me seeing it for the first time and that's a sweet photo cool the rest yeah. aren't so sweet i like it Uh-oh. um <laughs> apart from the end i think so this is when it was struggling with light a bit okay but i've got a filter on the lens 
which I bore people to death with. It's called a black diffusion filter. So I've heard that three times now. Where you would have like the harsh light <laughs> coming here that might usually ruin a photo. It just kind of adds a kind of dreamy effect. And then I usually take the clarity down. I keep I keep the clarity and contrast on your eyes, nose, and like say like your ear there, your prominent features, and then just make everything else dreamy. That's the kind of style that I like. Yeah, I could dig it. Um, and then obviously I wee cheeky look to the camera here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the classic well, Chris pose. You know, I'm, I'm, Something I'm, the David Brent look into that as well, <laughs> just a wee. I try not to be too serious. Um, I quite like the light in this one. That's, that's really almost angelic, it, like the halo coming behind you. That was, uh, me and Chris were talking about poses and I was like, that's the one you like. Yeah, there's there's that like uh, the classic. I really like just like my favorite one is pointing at something. Yeah, and I think it's 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 a popular one now. But just like, oh hey, what's that over there? They say, they say it's when you're looking at a man in a photo, it's more natural. Is this what's steady on? I I tend not to look at the men in the photos. So men in photos, it's better if you're doing an action. Like you're lifting up your hood, you're putting your hands in your pockets, mm. you're leaning, you're looking somewhere. Whereas women are more stereotypically. What is happening here? What is is that a protector? Like what is this? Yeah. yeah Why is this moving? Yeah, Probably the think protector. you said it like a slideshow now. Slideshow. Um, yeah. 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 Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know Apple did condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Steve blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> that face looks like you're in a bar making these jokes. Like just turning around, like Steve blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I think we get to the light painting ones eventually. Uh, I think you've got a wee peekaboo one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all for any listener or viewer. That's that's all Daryl. Daryl <laughs> likes a little peekaboo. Is my mic working? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Something about like, the the gods just attack when we're doing the photo. But Ooh. so this is the start of. It was pretty dark. Um, Danny and I, Danny from Number Seventy Three Media, we were experimenting with a uh, this little kind of light bar. It's like LED light bar. It has all your different colors. So we were trying to like light Chris's face and he was great at standing still when we had the kind of darker background. It's a real talent. Um, <laughs> it is though. Uh, there was a few bloody ones, but... What kind of shutters could you in these then? Um, They're fairly low. Yeah, I, we can put the settings up. I'll get, send them after. Because I can't remember. But we had yeah, longer ones later on. My sad face. like That's uh, somebody's driving away. Ooh, so these ones I start to love and... Sorry about your tough to hear. It looks like you got. I was no, just gonna say, is that my fucking hair? Uh, no, but that looks like you've got a sweet like ponytail. But I don't want a sweet ponytail. <laughs> that uh, right, we can get rid. I did. <laughs> I did get rid of it and then I put it back and I was like, I like that. Yeah, it's but, a sick, it's a sick picture, bro. So what we did here and hopefully I think Danny's got some video footage of it was we had Chris stand relatively still, and I think for this one I started off at the back and I ran up making a pattern, uh, and Danny took the hit the shutter and told me when to go and then I'd run in front of him just light him up with the red bar Um, so the light being on you is like I, th I think if you zoom in you might be able to see like any kind of shadow movement when the light wasn't on you but the the I light shining I on think, you then I think the yeah the hoodie was a good call yeah the tie-dye adds to the kind of wave yeah, flowing effect Sorry, guys. and then 
We're nearly done. Cool. We'll be okay. Um, and this this was the last one. So, the favorite one on camera. I don't know what you, what you think of these. I should be asking for your opinion as well. Um. No. Yeah. No. Matt, they're they're all fucking awesome. Um. That there's a, a slight smirk there, and I can't remember what the joke was or something happened that I just just like trying not to move, but also trying not to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know if you fell over or I don't know something something it, funny happened. Was it just me running? Uh, yeah, it could have been, yeah. But by <laughs> that point, like, you'd already ran, like, three or four <laughs> times in the sand. So it was, like, <laughs> it was maybe, like, lap 30 of trying to get a pattern behind him. Um, but, yeah, so was that a 10-second exposure? Yes. It, it between 10 and 15, wasn't it? No, I think yeah. we decided on 10 for the... 10, the best ones. 10 was the best because then you could light up you fine and it wasn't, like, too bloody... I was going to say, actually, considering you had to stand for 10 seconds, that's fairly, that's pretty sharp. So to be able to hold that. So I take it back about my joke about standing still, finger still. (laughs) (laughs) It genuinely is for that kind of stuff. Sorry, I I took it that seriously. But (laughs) But, um, yeah. No, hopefully you can get some some use out of them. It was was good fun. Yeah, I will. You will. You will see. I don't. That's the thing. So we're talking about people like posting stuff. That's a big thing that I don't do enough of mm-hmm. um and i know that and because I, I always like i've got all the i've got all the gear and then i'm like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do some videos you know like my bass plan i'm like if i want to do this i need to actually promote myself and yeah and i don't um so to anyone and you guys and anyone else who are listening like fucking promote yourselves um there's Jesus. no harm what's the worst thing that's gonna happen you're gonna get rich and famous who the fuck wants to be famous i think the thing is for most people when i'm in the same boat it's the promotion side of it's secondary because you want to create art yeah 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 and And not care what people think that's a big part (laughs) but you're like that's the thing that drives you and motivates you is the creation but Mm. then you've got to then promote it to people and that's where it it falls down for a lot a lot of uh, people in that situation i think yeah it's difficult to keep it going but yeah it's it is um it's it's like not caring is a skill yeah and it's a it's a very tough one to master um and you do wonder how some of these people like some people don't read you know you get like mean tweets and like some people just go i'm not gonna and some people do you see what happens with some people that do yeah and they care about what people think and that kind of changes the direction of it yeah yeah um and I mean, it's ruined people's lives. People have left industries yeah. because of what other people think. And as a creative, um, yeah, I, you know, I have my preferences. I'm not into some of the some stuff that some people do. Um, but I don't care. It doesn't hurt me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to go and start shit with them because no, there's <laughs> enough space out there for everyone to enjoy whatever they want yeah. to enjoy. And if you want to enjoy Spice Girls, then why I should anyone take will. that away from you? I, I think a good four years ago, my mom bought me a Spice World CD just so I can play it in the on. car. Yeah. I still have a CD player, so I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next and time the, you see me. Sorry to interrupt. In the interest of time, is the battery, battery going to survive for the last story? X77. Could be like an audio only exclusive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it if it runs out, we'll just do the audio. Will we will we cut will we cut off and then uh, 
I can just go for it. How record, long is it going to take? Record the... Uh, again, well, I can give you the... Give us a, the bridge fair. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, you got the dates? No. Nope. Uh, just, just checking. You got dates? Um, <laughs> it was December... Uh, I feel like it was 2014. Maybe... I think it was 2014. I don't know. Um, yeah, I was... So, lived in air at the time. Was working in Glasgow... Uh, I had a job interview in Glasgow, so went up to Glasgow on the X-77 bus. Uh, on the way back down, um, I, yeah, I had a job interview, went to get the bus back. Uh, at the time, the vape I was using was like a, a bigger kind of rebuildable vape, so you could change the cotton and stuff yep. as opposed to yeah, disposable. Um so again, this bus and I, I I'm 33 now. So I only learned to drive when I was 30. You know, so I've been getting this bus for a long time. I'm very well versed in this bus. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, right, I'm going to meet my friends at at the the bar. Um, when I get home, I'm gonna sort out my vape. I was using a butterscotch liquid at that time, and the butterscotch liquid can be very sugary, so it ruins the stuff. Blah blah, blah. um, makes it taste horrible. So I thought, okay. I'll take the cotton out and I'll put the cotton back in. So I'm sitting there, I'm about to start doing this, and in my in my head, anytime I've done it, like I I've thought to myself, oh, it'd be funny if somebody thought this was a bomb, huh? Um, but <laughs> I'm sitting with my headphones in, and I was watching or I was listening to something on YouTube. How to make a bomb? <laughs> um, little did they know. Uh, so. Listen to something on YouTube, and I'm doing this, and in front of me there was um, two younger guys and a woman. Um, so one of the guys got up to go to the toilet again. So I'm I'm usually I stay very aware of my surroundings. I try to anyway. So guy walks past me. Um, I'm thinking nothing of it. Guy walks like past me again. I'm doing what I'm doing. My the whatever I was watching on YouTube stopped. So I could hear in front of me them being like, oh, oh like the woman's like, oh, I'll, I'll speak to the driver and, and you know, I'll get him to pull over or something. You know, I'll, t- I'll tell him I sp- uh, something. To, like they're like conspiring and I'm like, I don't know, whatever. Like across from me, there's um, a woman, a uh, woman and her daughter and a couple people behind them. So, yeah, the the bus, kind of almost like Newton Marins, and mm-hmm. it's uh, just just coming from Glasgow, and the main the motorway for Glasgow to air, um, the bus starts to pull over, and so the thing in my brain right is this bus fucking breaks down all the time. Yeah, so that's probably what probably what it is. Uh, bus starts to pull over. The bus driver gets off, and he's like, "Oh, everybody off the bus," and we're like, "All right, cool. The bus is broken down." Um, it's like, oh, the people in front of me, it's like, oh, we can smell burning, it was so, you know, smell burning or something. So bear in mind, like, I've got, this is like, the bottles were bigger back then. Mm-hmm. Um, the liquid, it was like a, a strong, sweet, buttery smell, buttery biscuit base. Um, <laughs> so the, like, the, the people in the, across from me are, are, like, chatting, and I can hear the... The girl and her daughter be like, oh, I can smell something sweet. I don't smell any burning or anything. It's uh, I'm like, well, it's not me. <laughs> um, so then we, we proceed to, some of us got off the bus. 
uh, was on the bottom floor. Some people didn't get off the bus. They basically it was during, I believe, it was Hurricane Ballbag. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the named kind of things. So th- it's like it's bucketing it down, and we're on the side of the motorway, mm-hmm. and we're standing there. I left my bag. <laughs> at my seat i've got like a, a big black kind of rucksack and i left it there because i'm like well i'm not getting all my shit so i walk and i'm standing there and, it, and we're th- we're there for like 45 minutes until like, no one say anything to at this point nobody's and i actually i before i stepped off the bus i said to the driver i'm like look man like do you think it's my vape I actually like. I'm like yeah. cool. Uh, and he said, "No, no, no, no." He's trying like phone. I'm like, "Well, like, is this a smell? Is it? Is is yeah. that what it's coming from?" Um, fully aware, pungent. So yeah, stand there, wait. Cop car shows up. Two cops go like onto the bus, and they go to like the back door, the bigger door. So I step onto it and I go. By the way, that's my bag. Just like feel free to look in it. Do do whatever you want. Like cool, that's my bag. So I step back off and I'm standing there, and then they're like, I see them conversing or whatever. And then, like, random bus guy just like, Here, big man, I want to talk to you. So I'm like, All right. So I'm standing at the side of the bus. The, the officers like step off, kind of uh, like, I like, asked me to grab my bag or something, step off. And they're like, So do you have any, like, any tools on you? Any, any wires? Any, and I'm like, <laughs> any wires? like No. Hmm. And in my brain, like I've I've started to work it out, like hmm, no fucking way. So they, he's like, oh, we'll step around like to the side of the bus, or the back of the bus, and the two of them are there. And then I start getting the questions. So questions get interrupted because some like some woman had called her fucking husband or something to pick him up, and she's trying to run across the motorway where the cops are standing Jesus. there. <laughs> and then just like, oh, anyway. So they're asking me like, oh, I'm like, well, I've just been for a job interview, like. Um, you can look at my, like I've got shoes. I've got cl- like you can here. I'm pulling stuff out, and they're like, "All right," and they're kind of. And I'm like, I just I just went fuck it. By any chance, um, does somebody think my vape's a bomb? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah," <laughs> and we are really sorry. <laughs> um, and. That that was it. That was like that. That was the whole thing. Somebody had, like the people in front of me had decided to tell the fucking bus driver that I'm sitting there building a bomb. I'm like, well, shitty fucking terrorist is gonna yeah. sit and she'd be like, hold on a second, guys. And why, and <laughs> yeah. Of all the things to do, the X seventy seven on a Friday, and, and they, that too. I'm like, yeah, I the major major bus route. Yeah, and, uh, some I mean, players. It was a it was a pretty full bus. You know, Glasgow night bus. It was kind of full, but anyway. Um, so yeah, we get back on the bus and that's it. Well, I remember. So I get back on the bus and of course my fucking seat's taken. Mm. So I, I go, I start walking upstairs and full top deck. I'm like, just one of those. I've just walked into a room full of strangers, haven't I? So I'm like, sorry, folks. <laughs> um, somebody thought that my vape was a bomb and. And yeah, no one really says anything. And as I did, no one laugh for that. Were they all pissed off? Uh, no, the they were just kind of all just like baffled, mm-hmm. as you would be. Yeah, you would, you would, um, yeah. So yeah, I start kind of walking down. Luckily, some like an old guy was just like, "Oh, yeah," just kind of being nice, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, what happened? Oh, that, that's ridiculous." Uh, and then 
because my my thing was there's no I'm like I need to sit down somewhere. Oh. Um so the uh just across from the old guy, look at there's a younger guy and there's a seat, so I'm like, Mind if I sit there? <laughs> so he lets me in and then you know, we're just kinda talking like, Oh, my friend's got one of those, so it's just ah, this has been a big fucking confusion. Cool, we get back to air, everybody I'm like the last person off the bus, uh, just by chance. And the bus driver was like I'm I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah, it's it's all good, man. And actually, say I, I remind back to the police because one thing I also ask him, I'm like, am I gonna be on some kind of list now or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, what's yeah, what, you know, list, I'm thinking yeah. like, well, fuck, I've just because they closed the entire motorway. That's why it took him 45 minutes to get there. And I didn't know anything about this until later on. And other people were like, yeah, we got di- our traffic got diverted and stuff. I'm like, I suppose right. that's a sensible thing to do if there's a bomb scale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just keep the traffic away. Yeah, from. yeah. So uh, the the police did a great job. I'm not I'm not there. Like they're not my favorite people, but they they did an awesome job. Um, yeah. So, but while while I was like on the bus, I thought uh, I was just on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna post this on Facebook. Yeah. Y'all never believe what happened, friends. Yeah. Um. You know, I get like a few hundred likes, and people are like, you know, it was funny. Um, so then I think it was later on that night, I think it was the next day, later on that night, somebody tags me, and I'm like, all right, what is this? STV had had posted it, and just like, oh, suspicious, not suspicious, something. Uh, it was man stops American tourist from American doing stuff. Tourist. Okay, so I've lived here that's 16, <laughs> 17 years by this point. That's so, sensationalism um, for you, isn't it? Well, um, yeah, so STV have, have like got in touch with me and I'm speaking to them and they're like, I'm like, cool, I'll, I'll give you like my side of the story, but. I'm only doing it if you keep that guy's side of the story like the same. Um, don't change anything. And they were like, "Oh, well, like we can't do that because that guy's side of the story made him look like a complete fucking idiot." Yeah. And they're like, "We, oh, we can't because it." I'm like, "But that's uh, here's here's what happened in my event, you know, kind of thing. I kind of get the the guy." For where I was sitting, the guy could have just been like, oh, like, what are you doing? If he was curious, I guess, you know, you're told not to disturb or do whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, we're on a bus. If you think you're about to die, like, what's the odds of just being like, hey, like, stop the jumper. Just mm-hmm. go. What's up, man? Whatever. But that that's just me. Um, yeah. So at STV and I'm speaking to them and they're just like, no, no, we can't. And I'm like, well, you like. And I kind of I think I left it for a day because a guy a guy phoned me. I'm speaking to him. And I'm like, well, that's just bad journalism, isn't it? Like if you're if you're just gonna completely change somebody, that's lying. So, and then well, I, so I found out how it happened. So basically, the the guy um, who stopped the bus, he went home to STV and wrote like a big hero story. Oh. And emailed them a big hero story that he stopped, you know, uh, American tourist with an olive complexion. Yeah, yeah, 
Yes, the word olive was used. So basically our racist ones are the pat in the back. That's the pip. That is the pip right there. (laughs) Olive. Um, Yeah, he stopped somebody from blowing up the X-77. That somebody happened to be me. Said it happened on, we'll say, call it the Friday. By the Monday, because it, it like went kind of viral. It was in like Lad Bible, um, <laughs> but they had to take it off because that many people were putting like horrible, horrible things. Um, I ended up, I ended up, I was in the Airshore Post. Airshore Post is actually my favorite one because uh, I am American. And it's like my, my mom's side of the family is Scottish, so it makes me like Scottish Irish. Um, and then my uh, father's side of the family is mexican native american so they're like oh well do you like i'm like well i tan well but this is why but so somebody got got in touch with me for the airship post and i can't remember who's was a daily record airship post is with or some yeah, some so kind of thing um somebody got in touch with me but then that a guy from like a, a press agency had been like oh look like we're, we want to run your story and, and take it to all the kind of different little bits so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It's like, you know, maybe make you some pennies out of it. I'm like, oh, sweet. Um, so I end up speaking to uh, Daily Mail, Daily Record. It's like, if you want to actually read this story, the Daily Mail one was like, I'm like, I spoke to a, a person and they actually put what I said, you know, cleaned mm-hmm. up and whatever. But I'm like, this is was actually, an of you know, my, yeah. The Daily yeah. Mail was a good one. Yeah. Oof. Daily Mail. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, but I remember speaking to I think the Daily Record guy, and just I could just hear him being like, <laughs> and and, um, and yeah, and this, uh, <laughs> like, okay, cool, man. Uh, but because of this happened, I like I had to message back say like, here's your post, and be like, sorry, but like a press agency is taking this, so I yeah. have to send you through this. Next thing I see, like, this is when I learned that if you post anything on Facebook, they like people can use it. It's public. It, yeah, yeah, it's public. So I, di- I didn't know about that. Um, me and Danny had went out and taken some photos. Um, he took some photos for me. Number 73. <laughs> Check it. Uh, yeah, so, and it showed up. And it's just like, it was a picture from my Facebook in, I think I had a, a good good bit of a page and next to it was just like a speech bubble that said like Mexican Scottish with fake e cigarette. <laughs> like, all right, you guys aren't fucking spiteful at all, are you? Because um, <laughs> it was not fake. <laughs> um, the I feel like the Daily Record one was again just like a big Mexican Scott. Like that was the uh, the angle. Yeah, that was the angle. Um, and. I mean, I was in the sun, but I was like a very, very small kind of little little Topless bit. Topless beach <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, I thought, you know, while I'm here, um, yeah, I can think. Oh, uh, yeah, I made it. I made it into into some things. Um, and the the butterscotch bomber that was the so the butter the butterscotch butter bomber <laughs> thing came from because the STV guy was just like no. So I I had every time I emailed him back, I put a different signature. Right, okay. I was just being a wider because I'm like, this is <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, you're sincerely the butterscotch bomber. <laughs> I, I, I think it was my brother. My brother was uh, he coined that. It's a good um, one. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell. It <laughs> left me as as um, labeled a, a terrorist briefly because I would see like people at different points 
it within the next like year or two and suddenly be like oh that bus thing huh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that happened so i get really close really loud <laughs> well yeah uh, i don't know what that one does but oh, on that note we should wrap up a wee, a wee <laughs> tune here but yeah thank you very much for making it all the way down and uh all your chat it was really appreciated uh no th- thank you guys for having me um God knows what we've talked about for the last hour and a half. I think we've gone. This has gone two hours. This is the so this is two hours. Oh yeah. my goodness! Quick, quick, and very important. <laughs> thanks to David yeah. Allen. Uh, from <laughs> 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 he just soundboarded an applause for himself. <laughs> uh, Danny Bray from Number Seventy Three Media providing, yeah, <laughs> the lighting and the black magic camera, and uh, Lee for the co-op. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cheers. Thank you all. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, guys.